It's time to get fired up for an episode of Firing Up Faith and Family, where we encourage you to fan the flame of your faith and the love for your family. Hello and welcome to another episode of Firing Up Faith and Family. We have been going over some character traits the last few weeks and we've got a couple more weeks planned out with some of these character traits. Today we are going to talk about compassion and this talk on compassion really has a lot of different angles that we're going to take to this and just like we talked earlier uh, Christine and I say hi Christine. Hi. (laughs) Uh So we had a nice chat as we always do before we record this, just to get a just to get a little bit of a, a mindset for what we're talking about, and I really love the discussion, the way we go, and and even how we just just finished off actually compassion in a I, I I'm really finding this compassion from a godly perspective is quite even different than compassion in the more worldly perspective. So I think a few points we're going to talk out, talk about are going to be about that, about that, you know, more the, the Christian perspective on, on compassion and really how Jesus showed us how to uh, live that out in our lives. We've got some great scripture to back, back that up, of course, and just a little bit uh, our, our own as parents, um, how to, how to live out that compassion, but of course, ways that we can uh, teach our kids compassion. And like with most character traits, character training, uh, it's always great to have a situation that we can then talk to. Nice for our kids to know what compassion is, but I have to admit, um, even a little bit before here, and Christine, you had us set up with a few good um, definitions and really just to think of this more like I know what compassion means. I, I know I know the word, the, the, the word, the overall I can use it in, in a sentence well, um, but really seeing how that acts out in our lives is something different. So this is going to be so excellent for me already has been the mm-hmm. chat we've had, but uh, just what mm-hmm. we're going to go over today is is going to be great. Uh, for me to implement a little bit more in my own, uh, in my own heart, as well as teaching my kids. So why don't you start us off with, uh, with our first, first point there? Well, we're gonna ask the question, what does compassion look like? Mm -hmm. And I'll just throw in the Merriam-Webster dictionary uh, definition. Uh It says compassion is sympathetic consciousness of others distress together with a desire to alleviate it Mm -hmm. and i and i think it resonated with both of us there that it's one thing to see someone else you know struggling with something or in distress as the definition says but it 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 is together with a desire to alleviate it and so Uh what does compassion look like then so uh we'll bring up galatians 6 verse 2 and it says bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of christ and so this is something that is out of the box for society right now um i was just sharing uh before we came on that you know society is seems to me at least that it's cut off 
from one another, right? Like everybody's sort of just mm-hmm. focused on their own and and rightly so. Like we the world has gone through a pandemic. Everyone is struggling with at least something. Uh-huh. Um just trying to bounce back. And so everybody's kind of buckled down within their own, you know, homes and in their own little communities and you know just trying to survive and that's great, but can you imagine if we actually, you know, helped one another through this uh-huh. hard time, like we actually can bear one another's burdens and help each other together mm-hmm. through this hard time. I mean, you know, we could share resources, we could share encouraging words, we can yeah. whatever, whatever it is. And, you know, especially the, the thing about finances, finances alone for many people have just really been um, affected by the pandemic. And mm-hmm. I mean, if we could, I mean, the concept of, you know, just as a community of loving, compassionate Christ followers, if we were to just come together and just help each other in that way, I don't know. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. things would be a, just just a little easier. And that's that desire to alleviate it, right? I kind of just hear that in in what you said, Christine, of, of that, you know, it starts off with that desire to alleviate that distress in each other, even in our own lives. And when you talk about like coming coming together in community, we we can't not talk about the book of Acts and real mm-hmm. how really after Jesus' death and his disciples, you know, continued with that that same kind of ministry Jesus was was doing to just spread that word that he was teaching, spread that really just that that love, right? And and I would say a lot on compassion as well that that Jesus had of of course on so many people he wouldn't have healed so many people in in his time and and times of you know there was probably several times i don't know how many times but it, we we see that in scripture where he went to an area and he see said and it says he healed all of il- illness and and sickness and disease and and i like he would have been giving of himself a lot because of this very thing being aware of others distress and his desire to alleviate it and within his power that is what he did he took he he gave so much of himself to alleviate it and actually i guess that's really what his whole life life was about too right that was like a one one yeah. big compassionate lifetime it's the whole reason that god sent his son um that's to right. alleviate our distress distress yeah and and so can we do that and that's that and that's not really that law of christ right how galatians talks about that like bear one another's burdens and so fulfill that law of christ and we just go down to that basic commandment that 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 jesus gave us to love one another so um our our next point that we had come up here for this is love and compassion the same thing and uh and it it is not the same thing, but I think one is dependent on the other. Yeah. I don't think you can truly love people without being compassionate. And I don't think you can be compassionate without having that love. And yeah. that love it was really like a good, great revelation for me. So we did love as a, 
uh, one of our podcasts, um, two podcasts ago, I think it was. Uh, and it's, it, it, I, we got a really nice definition there that has actually really stayed with me that love is treat, treat, love it, loving to, for the benefit of others. <laughs> Not wording that as great as it was worded then, but, um, that's what love is that you love others for the, to benefit them. So not so much loving because how, how I want to love. And we can even look at that on our kids too, right? We love, we love them for the benefit of, uh, of how we can benefit them. How, how can I best treat my sons, two individuals, two differently? I kind of need to treat them a little bit differently because uh, if, if I'm truly using that love of God, because they are different people and then they need to be loved a little bit differently. They need to be, they, they take things in differently. They uh, value things differently. Um, and that is really how it is for, for everybody. Now, so this love that is, um, you know, there, there's the love in the world that is that, uh, that attraction and being or showing affection. Um, and that, that is a word we have of a definition, uh, definition of love, but love in a Christian perspective as a follower of Christ, love is about or, or benefiting that other person in your love. Um, and I see that that is a lot what compassion is like, as I've kind of thought on this a little while now, right? We're, we're really um, seeing that others need help. And, and even this, I, although I lo- love this definition, it was really helpful for me to focus my mind um, in our, in our pre-discussion here, but that uh, consciousness of others' distress. It doesn't have to be a big distress, though. It can be just simply, hey, you know what? One of my boys are really angry right now, and it's probably not going to be... I, I do want to alleviate it, but it's not going to help by me getting frustrated and angry, right? All that's going to do is get him more agitated and angry. So if I'm if I'm truly living with compassion, I'm going to see that, see his distress, What what level that's at, and think of the way to alleviate that and not just so not just go with my my uh you know knee-jerk reaction of you know if they're even if it's even if it's a a anger that is completely unjust and most of the time kids kids anger seem to be um that unjust kind of angry they get frustrated i've got i've got one of my boys especially gets quite angry and frustrated if he just can't do something yeah the one isn't so much like that right so there's just one example of how i would love those two differently um my other son to get angry would be a completely different situation where Mm. (laughs) where so how do i alleviate that anger well i talk calmly to him and maybe tell him to get away from that task if he can't just figure out how to do it calmly right so I find that, you know, although love and compassion is the same thing when we look at it in a uh, Jesus perspective kind of way, it's not the same thing if we're just thinking about it in that worldly way. And mm-hmm. uh, there's this verse we have here, 1 Peter 3, 8. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind, mm-hmm. right? So it is, I mean, I mean the, the love and compassion are two different things, very dependent on each other, though. Yep. Which I actually find, as we look through all these, not that we're just do, doing specifically gifts of the Spirit, but I've, I've heard a teaching on that, on all those gifts of the Spirit. Although they're very individual on their own, they're dependent on, on each, each other. other. 
Um, and that's kind of what we definitely have that tie with love and compassion. Very, very connected. Well, that verse, uh, um, I mean, we've already covered it. Sympathy, so brotherly love, a tender heart, that's kindness, and in a humble mind, that's humility, right? So uh -huh. we're already seeing a trend here that even though we're going to dive into each of these things because they're equally important, they all depend upon each other, like you said. And so it's, I feel like we're going to find more and more verses that kind of add on to the list of all uh -huh. of these things that we're talking about. So this is good. Yeah, for sure. And of course, we can't talk about compassion without talking about the Good Samaritan story. Yeah. Um, so we'll find that Luke. Actually, is it, is it? I see you've taken it from Luke 10, 30 to 35. But I think we yes. find that in all the Gospels. Maybe not all of them. Um, a couple of them, at least. Though. Actually, not sure. I just, it, I was searching for it. And that was the verse that came up. Uh -huh. But yeah, it, the Good Samaritan story is a very popular one. Uh -huh. And uh so if you don't know the story, there was there was a man who uh, he ran into some robbers and they beat him down and they just left him half dead on the road. And then a priest walks along and decided to pass along the other side because mm -hmm. there were rules that, you know, you don't associate with people. And, you know, if you see blood anywhere, you just keep walking. Um, and likewise, a Levite did the same and he passed on the other side of the road wasn't going near because you know didn't want to defile himself and then all of a sudden a samaritan who if you know a little bit of of history of who the samaritans were they were not loved people mm -hmm. <laughs> i should say they were just they were off on their own and they didn't really associate with anybody else because they were considered lower than low and but here's this Samaritan was passing by and he noticed this man on this on the road and it and noticed his condition, his distress. And so he decided, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something and I'm gonna gonna help. And he went now the thing about this story is that not that he just took him to an inn to get uh -huh. taken care of. It goes on to say that he also paid money to the innkeeper to keep him for a few more days and so you know so that he would have the time to heal and get better and and obviously for food and and whatever to to make sure he his needs were taken care of and i mean mm -hmm. you know i don't know about you but i i think most people would probably say okay i got him to the hospital my deed is done <laughs> Uh -huh. and then we go about our business and then but to go out and we don't know anything about the samaritan was he a rich man rich samaritan was uh -huh. he at least well off or was he poor but just had that compassionate heart and and decided that this man needed more than uh -huh. more he needed that money more than he needed it for himself or his, or his family. We don't even know if he was a family man either. Like mm -hmm. that could, that money could have been food for dinner for his children. We don't know. Yeah. But he saw he, a greater, a greater need for it. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, and he, he could, and I, he went even further in, in verse 35. If you're reading from Luke uh, 10, uh, chapter 10, uh, take care of him and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. So not uh -huh. only 
not only did he go above and beyond, he said he's coming back to, yeah. <laughs> to, to make sure everything went well. So, like, I, this is why he's called the Good Samaritan, and it's why it's a good example of what, how we should bear one another's burdens and to, mm. to remember the fact that it doesn't matter who you are, what status you have, you know, or what race you are, or, mm-hmm. I mean, the list can go on and on. It just, Galatians 6 verse 2 says, bear one another's burdens. So mm-hmm. it doesn't specify, it just says, bear one another's burdens. So I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and whatever those burdens are, right? Um, I, I love this. And this is a, a parable, right? So it's actually a story Jesus yeah. told. Yeah. And that's just like, I, I just love that as I'm kind of, you were kind of telling the story. I'm just like, like, that's just so Jesus, isn't it? Like he tells this story <laughs> yeah. talking about Samaritans, which I mean, he grew up Hebrew, right? He grew up with that, that, that Samaritans and Hebrews do not, do not join together. They don't talk yeah. to each other. They don't even get within a certain amount of each other, right? Like even to see them you would you would turn your back on them if you were if you were Jewish, right? So here yeah. is Jesus, just one of the many times, one of the many times in scripture where he is showing, hey, this is this is the way to be. We are to love all our others, not not pushing people away that are different than us. Um, and and I really think I don't. It's not that uh, that that God changed his mind. It's just the people changed their minds. The people went away from what God had wanted for them yeah, and, right. and started making, yeah, again, all these rules, even the, the rules of, of un, uncleanliness. And, and I mean, I know there's the, some Levitical law and stuff back, back there like that. Um, and, and for whatever reason it was, I'm not, I'm not uh, the pro here in, especially Levitical. Yeah. Uh, me neither. <laughs> or even what we read in like Deuteronomy and right. There were just see, seemed like so many things and so many things that seem to come from God. Although I, I've learned about some of them that it was, you know what, this was keeping them um, free from harm in some way. Right. So maybe certain food they were eating was, well, this is a kind of food that when processed, you're more likely to, you you really have to make sure you're processing it right. Or otherwise you're going to infect the meat and, and it'll be bad and people will eat it and they'll get sick and, and die and whatever, whatever that yeah. may be. But, but Jesus just so much went behind, you know, not, not saying that the old way wasn't good, but that the new way, and I mean, we're talking 2000, you know, over 2000 years ago now, right? So Jesus was, was changing this way. And gosh, sometimes I feel like, and, and not even people there, but just society in which we live in is, is getting more divided and not, not even society, but I mean the church, because society was there was there was you know paganism different religions there were there was all that stuff and actually a lot more brutal from what from what i read in history than even what we deal with today um but we still got that in our society where there is as they say like like worldly there are worldly ways that we are not to be we're to be in the world but not of the world right and this is just one of those examples where where jesus is especially showing what what is the Com- where where is the compassion right where is the mm-hmm. compassion for people that you don't decide not to just help somebody because they're well let's check and make sure they're of the right race and of the right religion and of of the right part of the land and of the right 
right? Like that's, I think really what Jesus was like squashing with, with this and much of his ministry as well. Um, but even within the church today, I think we're finding we're all getting, uh, there seems to be a little bit more of just like, yeah, I'm just going to do my Sunday, my Sunday church thing and not bring it to my everyday life. And, and this is where I am just forever, uh, forever thankful to God for drawing me near because the way that I live now is so much happier. I actually dealt with a lot of depression in the past. And I think I, you know, in retrospect, I think a lot of that came from the fact that, that I was not being aware because, you know, there's this, uh, you know, as it, as this compassion definition is, it's a sympathetic consciousness of others distress and there are actually i think uh well there's just i'll just talk about myself there are times in the past where it's like i'm not even aware i'm just so caught up in my own stuff right i'm not even aware of where i can help and now that's very different now i am constantly i looking for opportunities to help people and and jesus is my guide for that and i pray for that um, on a pretty regular basis, like just give me opportunities. And if I'm, you know, what can I do to help? And, and even if I've got barriers such as, you know, location or finances or just my own abilities, right. I'm just asking God to show me how I can be of, of help and not just do a bare minimum, but do like Jesus taught us with this good Samaritan story of go, above and beyond that's how we actually created us to be and i think then when we do that now is this the well that's our next verse our segue into that because yeah <laughs> as it says in like in first john three seventeen. but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need yet closes his heart against him how does god's love abide in him and i think mm. that's kind of what got rid of some of that just like depression and just bad habit thinking bad bad thinking that just became a habit, right? Um, that because I didn't have God abiding in me because I got specifically God's love abiding in me. And now mm-hmm. that I do, and I, and I've got, I still got places for improvement. I'm by no means, um, perfect, but now I really am looking to love people, um, the way, the way that God does. And I'm able to do that without feeling weary, that's another scripture is like, do not grow tired mm-hmm. of being weary for doing, for doing, for doing good. good. Yeah. Right. We can't, we can't let that, oh gosh, well, I did this and I did this. And even sometimes if people are not, so you're helping people and they don't seem like they're very, very appreciative or, or they're <laughs> appreciative at the time. And then it like, yeah. it quickly, it's like, did I change that person's life as all? Cause they're now they're, I, I tried to help them out and now they're back to their exact same ways of being. And that's, you know, we don't know how that help's going to help them down the road. We just got to step out and do that, right? Um, and and help them how they need to be helped. So I actually, I'd love to hear your insight a little bit on this, uh, you know, helping others in the way they want to be helped, which we tied in a little bit with this First John 3.17. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a few examples in my life where, <laughs> where I have specifically asked for help and mm-hmm. and nothing in terms of you know something extremely you know uh life altering you know distress but i mean let for example just doing things around the house like i 
I used to ask my husband, you know, I can't reach the, the top of the ceiling. Hmm. So vacuum, you know, you, you if you could vacuum the top, the, the ceiling for me, that would be great. Um, that because I can't lift, I'm shorter than he, I was shorter than he was. And mm -hmm. <laughs> so I knew you needed to lift the vacuum and the vacuum was heavy. So, you know, let the man, the man, strong man can do it. And he would just go, okay, well, and he'll go in the kitchen and wash the dishes because thinking, oh, well, she also needs help with the dishes. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, well, that's nice that you did the dishes, but I still am in distress about having to vacuum the ceilings. And so that's a silly example, but there were other instances in my life where, you know, you were specific in, in what you, what I needed. And for some reason they weren't hearing me. And so in some, some instances they did offer help, but it was, it was what they decided they mm. wanted to help with. And so there's that there's that next level of compassion where sure you could be compassionate but are you being compassionate in the right way uh -huh. are you answering the need are you actually addressing the distress in their and life and alleviating that and, distress cuz and alleviating we, yeah yeah we're not doing it in the way that that person is actually going to see, feel a, a little bit of you know, um, release from that, right. Or a little bit like less, less stressed about it than, yeah. well, that's, that's not compassion, right? Like that's just, we can say that, that that's not compassion and we need to really look at that way. Cause I think even in our, you know, in, in our thinking, we think, well, what can I do to help? Oh, I got this great idea. This is how I like to be helped. And yeah, you know, in our pre-conversation here, we talked about the five love languages. And, yes. and for me, when I read that uh, with my husband, it was very insightful for myself, as those kind of books always are, but especially for like for the both of us and for me to be able to see for my husband, like, you know what, I, I, for me, acts of service are my thing. Like just do things to help out. Yeah. And, um, and, and that is what would be alleviating. I don't need a great big hug, uh, you know, as I'm feeling stressed, actually that, that <laughs> annoys me more. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wish it didn't, but it really does. Like my husband <laughs> will come up to me and like, uh, like just give me a big hug and he'll, he'll tell me, you know, some, some, great words and i don't want to discredit that at all um, yeah but he'll tell but that for me it doesn't alleviate so it's not compassion that that would be exhibited right there right and we also yeah. need to think of that with our kids um exactly well, when we're even looking at them and for us to be compassionate for when when they're in distress i talked a little bit about about you know maybe if we see our kids angry and what they're angry about well how can you alleviate that distress but also seeing them struggling with their with their some type of learning work or um you know how how do we alleviate that distress and it's certainly like one way to alleviate it i guess would be to go and do the work for them right like but that that wouldn't be the, the benefit that's not that, helpful right i mean that that <laughs> they would actually feel really alleviated so if we're only on that one part uh how how they want that to be well if i just said well you don't have to do your learning work anymore um then then that would be yeah. great however uh yeah i guess we really need to tie those two together right um loving them the way they need to be loved and certainly loving our children and yeah. and you know as being the educators in their lives um we need to be 
teaching them to uh, stick with it more, right? So, okay, how can I teach you to to maybe just do this work and get that great challenge, um, o- overcome that great challenge uh, that that you had trying to do this work? Well, and see, that's, uh, you know, the going back to seeing the need and going above and beyond because mm-hmm. we're, yes, they're struggling with this stuff now, but in helping him in the, in the right way, we're preparing them for the future. Right. Mm. So we have to keep that in mind too, when we're, when we are showing compassion, because yeah, we can show compassion in a specific way so that we're not saying, okay, you're off the hook, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but no, we're going to push through it and I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you through it Uh or give you the tools that you need to get through it whatever that whatever stage they're at because uh-huh. trust me if you're if you're teaching kids they're gonna come those, gonna, those times are gonna come where they're gonna be like i'm not doing this anymore this is too hard yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're in distress <laughs> uh, and i would say that's probably one of my biggest growth areas you know if i just look at the past couple of years of me working with my kids <laughs> for their learning mm-hmm. time because yep. i I am not a patient person naturally. Um, <laughs> and I and I always love that, you know, for, for those listening that don't know, both Christine and I are homeschooling moms. So we, we teach them. We're their main teachers uh, over everything or at least overseeing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I necessarily teach everything. I just find good curriculum that does that. Um, but I would get so um, frustrated uh, myself and <laughs> So that is probably one of the areas where I've got, and and I think that it's that compassion, like seeing that, not, not seeing it as some assault against me of them not listening, which I would often right. tell them, like, okay, yep. I just told you how to do this. Like, yep. listen to me, right? I've had so many times like that. And my boys are 11 and 14. Like I've been, I've been teaching them since birth here. And, you know, you'd think I would have had it together before then. So Really, if if you've got some people listening here that are not educating their kids, and you think, "Oh, I could never do that," because I've had friends and I've, people tell me that, like, "Oh, I could never, I could never do that." I don't have the patience. Yep, for I hear it. the well, same thing. I did not have the patience for it either. It's been a big learning experience for me, and you know, if I if I wanted to take a guess, I bet that God made that like a real conviction on my heart to do that as much for my boys as he did for me. Um, I don't think I would be able to be, uh, have the, the uh, character traits that I do today and they're still getting stronger and they're still getting better, but I wouldn't have been able to have to do that if I was not being the main educator of my kids. Now I love it for all kinds of different reasons, but along with that, with anything with parenting, um, there, there is definitely a big challenge there that we just need to over overcome. And then maybe even as a, like kind of as a, a, a great wrap up here is that can we have a little bit more compassion for ourselves as parents? Oh, that's moms, so true. Right. And, yeah. and just see that, like how, you know, well, when we are feeling in distress, like how give us that desire to alleviate that right? Yeah. How do we come about that? And that's going to come in different ways and in different days. But uh, we need to to uh, just offer up so much compassion to ourselves as well. Um, 
because we are going to make mistakes as parents and mm. we need to be able to just feel feel that and it's really just that love for ourselves i guess right like even yeah. as jesus tells us like love others as you love yourself and sometimes that can be a tough one go back and listen to that to that episode we have on love it's just a couple before this one but that we can uh, offer up that love and compassion for ourselves in every situation and that's just going to keep us teaching right and that's how we teach our kids really in any of these character traits right we teach by doing I don't think you can teach necessarily compassion. I want to come up with opportunities, whether I'm talking about myself or whether I'm talking about a situation in my kids' lives where I can say, well, this happened and this would have been maybe a little bit better if you just if if you just felt a little bit more compassion, showed a little bit more compassion for your brother in this stage, right? Or even yeah. showed a little bit more compassion for me. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And and I think that's okay to really bring that up to our kids and other kids and they're learning and we can be so forgiving of so many things because they are still children, right? They're mm-hmm. still immature in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a great opportunity if we can bring up things, uh, things that are just happening throughout our day and say and say this this is a time for compassion. Or look back and say, I should have had a little bit more compassion. Uh, in this situation. And I think that goes a long, long way, much more than just sitting down and figuring out, oh, what is compassion? And how do we show that? And right, we need these real life examples. And that really, that really um, helps our kids be able to just protect their lives. I mean, for all of these character traits, I mean, the best examples, (laughs) the best way to learn these traits are to live it. And I mean, thankfully, as homeschooling moms, we have the opportunity to be in the thick of it for some for some of these situations where, you know, those fights happen, those disagreements happen, the, the you know, distressing times. Mm-hmm. Um, we can we can stop and say, hey, and, and talk about it. Like, how are how do you feel like I, I do this often, you know, with my older one? I'm like, do you remember when you felt? this way when this happened Mm -hmm. and now think about how you just did that to your brother how do you think he's feeling right now and then i get the big oh (laughs) so then you see the light come on and so and then all it took was like a five minute just stop because this is like this is important character building is so important and we it's so easy to forget about it but then then you see it you see it coming out <laughs> and you're like as a parent you're like uh oh i got to deal with that <laughs> we got to we got to we got to have a conversation about that and oh that wasn't very loving over there and oh they weren't very kind over there and <laughs> yeah. you know and and i do the same thing with myself too yeah i agree i do that same thing with myself of uh and I'm getting a little bit better at this. I think this is a great thing in my last couple of years uh, as well that I've seen in myself is that, you know what, I can really talk about um, those times when I have been a little bit more um, unkind, right? Or unloving yeah. or no matter what the situation is. And at least we can just like talk about that and be able to talk about that and be able to help them when the next situation like that comes up again, then how they can see that. Well, and don't feel, don't feel bad about, you know, 
telling your kids how you feel too. And I think sometimes as parents, you know, we have this idea that, you know, we're this perfect, not that we're perfect, but, you know, you can't just, you can't seem weak, I guess, is what what the, the feeling is that, you know, if you admit that you're struggling, you know, with anger or you're struggling with, like, I'm just, I lost it because, you know, this and this happened. Um, it makes us look weak in front of our children, but I think our children need to see those weaknesses, one, and two, how we overcome that with the help of the Holy Spirit and his word, you know, guiding us each day. So, and that we rely on him because as adults, we, we are not perfect and we haven't figured everything out either. So we're still learning. So if our kids are, can be comforted in some sort of way that to know, well, we're all on this journey together because no one's going to be perfect until, you know, God takes us home. And so if we can help each other, you know, as the verse says, bearing one another's burdens, you know, that is a burden in itself, just learning to be better, learning to be like Christ, then... You know, we're going to make it. <laughs> uh-huh. And we're going to have so much of a richer life because of it. And that's really what we want to teach exactly. our kids. Exactly. Like, how do you, it, it is just so much of a, uh, a more satisfying and joyful life and peaceful life when you are actually doing what you can to help other people. Um, mm-hmm. And that is just, just exactly what Jesus did all the time. It's exactly what he showed us. So yeah, we need to be repeating that and showing our kids how do you have a successful life well you know it doesn't have a whole lot except that you would just you would just be able to go down the right path when god is abiding in us when his love is abiding abiding in us when his holy spirit is able to live in us and we're not putting yeah. those barriers that's black blocking blocking uh you know that that reality in our lives then yeah. Um, it is just so much of a happier life. And I find the less I think about myself and the more I think about other people, it's like my life just gets better and better. It's true. And it's and, true. You know, that's the only way I can describe it. And just that, that it's just, it's so difficult. You know, uh, if anybody's listening and doesn't know Jesus, uh, you know, I, I always want to just be able to say just the right thing to, to, to be able to show you that it is so worth having Jesus in your life. And, and I, and I'm always at a loss for the words besides just saying that, that I overcame a lot of stuff that just plagued me for uh, the majority of my life. And I only came to know Jesus when I was about, I guess about 30 when I really came, but I would even say more like 35, where it's like, I really, I really took on the heart of Jesus. Right. And now I, you know, I'm uh, 45 five-ish right now. Um, So, you know, I've really had about just about 10 years, but every single year has gotten better and better and better. And it's, that's what we want for our kids, right? We want every single year to get better and better and better. Exactly. um, On what we're doing. So that's Uh, great. Yeah. So I think that kind of rounds up what we had to talk about today. Yeah. Thank you everybody for listening and you can go on over to our website, firingupfaithandfamily.net and continue the conversation there. You see all our episodes there that you can look at as well. And of course, you can find us on your favorite podcast platform. 
And don't forget to subscribe so you get our notifications when we've got a new show coming out.